Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're agents with Colo Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. Wisconsin Rapids. It's a great city to live in. So this week, we're going to be talking about you, Carrie, our dear realtor, and what to look for in a real estate agent. But first, we get to talk about the market because we have numbers from March. We do. And March was pretty good. It was. And it's looking like it's the start of our our hot season. Again, springtime, we had a little rebuke from the snow. Although now it's April 12th and it's back. It did come back. So it'll be gone by Sunday. Don't worry. Yes. Looking at what we what happened in our area for March, 67 homes sold. Yes. Now, comparing that to last year at this time, uh, the end of March, was uh, 80 homes sold. So we're a, a little bit fewer houses sold this year compared to last. But we can look at the median sale price being 117000 this year versus 112000 from last year. Which is still good. Right. So we might be selling a little bit fewer houses, but the price point is up a little bit higher. So that's definitely good for the sellers. Good good numbers to hear. Now, of our office, it's kind of fun. We had 25 of those 67 houses sold. Not so bad. Not doing, bad for our little office. Right? And that's uh, including what looks to be 21 real estate firms. So our firm's doing pretty good overall. I know us as a team, we... Um, we're scheduled to close one, and that got pushed back just a little bit. So all of our closings happened in April, but we still had a lot of activity on the sold side, a lot of offers that were being written and accepted and processed through March. Yes. Yes, we did. So out of those those homes, the one thing that we also look at is the days on market. So you had said that there was 119 days on market. 119 in the residential category. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take out 35 days. So, because really once the, you you list the house, you're going to go through a period where there's, there's you're still having activities. And then we get that accepted offer. And then we have about roughly about 35 days until it closes. So if we back out 35 days for us to work through the contingencies, get the the loans all, all in, in order, we're looking at really 84 days on the market. So 84 days between listing and your accepted offer. Correct. So that's roughly about almost three months, which is not bad. Figured what happened three months before the, um, well, if we back out the 35 days, that'll be all the way through March. So what happened in those three months before the 1st of March? We had February, January, and December. Mm -hmm. So if these houses were listed in November and December, they sat a little bit through our very brutal winter. Yes. Because I, I hated this winter. It was it was bad. It was bad. I didn't like it at all. So springtime really kicked in. You know, February, people started getting out, got sick of winter, and like, we're going to look anyway. We're going to get things done. Or perhaps the offer was written a little bit before even in January. It just took slightly longer to work through those contingencies and get everything to a final closing. Mm-hmm. So lots of things go into the numbers, but our numbers are looking really good. Yes, I'm, they are. And I'm excited for April numbers. They're they're going to be 
We just started April. I know. I am excited for the <laughs> April numbers. We, gotta, we have to wait. We have to wait for April. Well, winter was back again. So yes, it's snow. So, um, so the, the we've been silent for the last two weeks. The last two weeks we have been quite busy, and uh, it's not that we're we're just kind of busy with with the business. So um, we didn't get a chance to record those last couple of weeks. So I was gone. For a little while, I did a smart home conference. Smart so home conference, yeah. Got to learn a little bit more, a little bit more in detail what goes into a smart home, and they've got some really cool gadgets out there for a smart home. There's one I want to get. It's one for for a puppy. I want to see if it's going to work for our, our our cat. And what is that? Well, it's the one with the with the treats. So you can call your your animal over, and then it has a camera, and you can see that you know your little fur baby is doing really good. And if they do a trick, you can feed them a treat. Just not sure how it's going to work with a cat. I don't know, and I don't think our cat's going to be up for it. She's she's getting on in age and quite well, not as playful as she was you know, a couple of years ago. But she still likes her treats. She does. So the other one, too, that they had is they talked a little bit about at, um, smart home technology for newborns. Okay. And you place a camera over the top of the crib, and it monitors the heart rate. It monitors their breathing. If they haven't moved in a while, there's a special little booty that you put on, and it vibrates. It does something to make the baby move around. So kind of really cool that, you know, the technology is starting to be out there to kind of monitor those infants when they're, when they're young. So that was kind of interesting to learn about. So it's better than just the audio baby monitor. Right. You don't know what, what the, the infant is actually doing with that. So this is a more in-depth A little connection. bit more in-depth connection, which I thought was kind of interesting. That is pretty cool. It is. So we kind of talked a little bit more, you know, about all those cool little gadgets that are coming up on the market. You know, the smart fridges, the smart TVs. You know, being able to have your lighting set to your car. So when your car is a half a block away, the lights come on in the house. Your music gets turned on when you're so many feet from the house. Your doors open. Your garage door is going to open when you're five feet from the house. So everything is kind of prepped and pretty much ready for you. So uh, the gentleman who was doing the the training had his dog his dog basically learned that when he came home, the following things happened to to the house, and he knew that the master was home, and that meant there was a treat. We got to go outside and play for a little while, and then we got another treat. So dog knew what was going on. He had mentioned, though, that when the wife takes the car out and then the car comes back, he's like looking at him going, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. We don't want to confuse our pets. Right. Confusing the pets is never good. So just a lot of new different technology that's going to be coming up that we're going to start seeing these next couple of years. And even this, some of them is what we can do now. I mean, coming in and looking at how to keep mom and dad safe at home. What kind of smart technology is out there that can help monitor their speech patterns? So they talk. They just have a conversation with, you know, this this iPad and the the algorithms they, yeah the, the algorithms the to, the to like help detect stroke possibilities right it, it monitors all all of that stuff and you know it's got a picture of someone so it's got an, an avatar 
So you can design your your avatar for your your loved ones and it'll start monitoring that. It will help them remind them when they're supposed to take medicine. Your medicine cabinet's got knows when it's been opened, when it's been closed. So that way, if you're couple miles down the road, you know, when mom and dad have taken those medications, they, you know, that when something is going to be going on, you're notified. So that was kind of interesting to, to see of trying to keep mom and dad in the home and honor them and keeping them in their house where they want to be versus having them in that assisted living or moving in with the, the older children. And then the children don't feel quite as burdened because they know the parents can still be self-sufficient with the help of the technologies. Um, and it's really cool to see the price point of this stuff coming down, too. It's it's becoming far more attainable for everybody. Right, right. So that's that's kind of neat. I really like that, that idea of having, you know, some sort of smart technology for those aging parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it still gives them that, that little bit of freedom and it yet gives you that peace of mind that there is someone else there that if something does go wrong, it's, you're going to be notified. So now, this is really cool that you went and got your smart home knowledge base down. What constitutes a smart home? How can we put smart home as a tag on your listing profile? So we need to make sure that we have the internet connection. And then it, either your door locks, so some sort of safety device, or your temperature, so one of those other things. And then on top of it, we need to have a few more items in the house. So it could be a light bulb. It can be, um, there's a whole list of them. So we can put out on the Facebook, we can make a a list and, and put that out there of what constitute as a smart home. But it, they've got a list of several items of what you need to have in order to be considered to be a smart home. I know some items are still a little bit pricey. A uh, thermostat is probably about $280. Um, a door lock combination right now. And we were actually looking at getting one of those in our house just for fun because, well, I, I like technology. Yes, you do. I mean, but those are a little bit more expensive too. Those are another $250, $280. Mm-hmm. But it's an investment piece. It is. We- and on top of it, you're looking at, you can look at it in two different ways. Right now, not everything is controlled by one app. So you're going to have that app for the doorbell. You're going to have the app for the lights. You're going to have the app for the garage door. But the nice thing is if you stay within the same company, they all play well with each other. So if you're starting trying to blend different brands, some of them are not really playing well with the other brands. So it's one of those things where just if you want to get down to, okay, what can I do? Best thing to do, they always tell us, go find a teenager. A teenager can help. But Best Buy has been so far where most people has been starting to go and get stuff. So they've been doing really good at at helping out. And I see uh, uh, quite a few options at our local big box stores, our Home Depot here in town. We've got a Menards just a little ways away. Right. And you can even go uh, kind of low budget and get outlet replacements or outlet adapters that are smart home um kind of qualified or, or the same idea and they'll help you monitor your lights on and off and you can put them in throughout your living room or bedroom and turn those lights on and off with your phone just even smart light bulbs they'll just be on with the switch and you can change the colors some have music that you can play through them and they'll bluetooth right to your phone it's pretty cool it is it is so it's gonna be i almost want want to try to do some of the these things to our home just so that way we can have that that little bit of knowledge base of, you know, if, if I can do it, so can you. Exactly. You're not the most tech savvy 
person I've I've ever known, but we can definitely work through it. Yeah. And really, a lot of these things are so easy to set up. They come with instructions, and they're very easy to use. If they weren't easy to use, the market wouldn't be all about these things. Right. For sure. Now, I love that you're taking all these knowledge-based seminars. What's one of the reasons why you took this one? You're, you're looking to get some more advanced training. Right. So we're doing, I'm actually working on two different certifications at the same time. So I'm doing the GRI. And I know you're going to ask me what that stands for right no, now. That's, that's okay. We, we can look it up Yeah, later. we're going to look it up later. So um, we're going to be doing that. So I had to do 20 hours of online education. And now I'm working on trying to get, I think one is, is going to come down to probably about 20 hours of in-classroom activities. Mm-hmm. So I've got to take, there's a huge list of different things to take. So I've just been kind of picking off the list of stuff that's coming up and going and seeing what the classes are all about and how that's going to relate to us here in the Rapids market. And I think one of the other ones is being a certified residential specialist. Yep. So the CRS is also the other one too. So a little bit of this is going to kind of play hand in hand with each other. There are two different designations, but the nice thing is, is some of the classes for one also then qualifies for the other one. So you can kind of make the two of them work together and take one class for one for one and then have it count for the other one. So a little bit smart there of trying to make sure that we can go through and, and get some some classes in. So why did you want to be a certified residential specialist? I just love the knowledge base behind it. So I, I'm i always big into in, learning of taking classes to understand the what I'm doing. How can I make myself better? The way I can do it is getting the more knowledge. So the more knowledge I get, the smarter I am, the easier it's going to be to be able to get into situations and know how to negotiate and navigate those in a better way, in a more professional way. So it's uh, one of the things I love about being at the Codal Banker Seawert firm. Um, we've got a great inner office coaching atmosphere and we've our, our agents work really well with each other as far as uh, tips and tricks and expressing knowledge that they've learned to other agents because we all go through different um, situations, go through different closings, have different customers and clients. But I, I also love that you're going outside of that box so that you can bring that knowledge into our firm and help everybody else out too. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that's really important when people look for a real estate agent is that their agent isn't just sitting doing the same old things because that's what seems to have worked for the last few years. Uh, I think a good real estate agent would be going out and finding new bits of information and new ways of doing things and really keeping uh, an eye out for what's up and coming, what's new, how can I help the people in our area? Because people in our area, people coming to our area are coming from these other areas, outside regions. So if someone's in a high technology region, maybe even they're just coming from Madison, and they're used to a, a different level and expectation of things. You know, here you are now. They can search for someone who is certified in these things, like a residential specialist. So you're specializing in these residential areas and what's important to a town like us. And then communicate that in a way that they understand because they've come from that background too. Mm-hmm. So now, I know you love to keep a tab on the community and you do a lot of community specific activities and events and you're really, really, really in touch with our community. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. It is. 
So you're volunteering with the Chamber of Commerce? Yes. And we just did a ribbon cutting over at Awards and More. Okay. And they were so much fun to to talk and visit with. I got there a little bit early, as usual, and went inside. And this is where all of the awards for the chamber get made. So Mm -hmm. the chamber works with these guys. And he was super excited to finally meet me. He's like, I knew. I knew you were going to get your award. And every single time I saw you, I wanted to hug you and just tell you about it. He's like, but I was sworn to sweet secrecy. So it was really great to to talk with them. So they were on A Street and they moved a couple blocks off of A Street. And so now they're on the corner of Pepper and 12th. Right. So very much away from the main drag and their business has increased since they moved. I think it's a little bit easier to get to now. And actually. that's a, that's what we had, had kind of talked a little bit about, you know, on A Street. You know, like he had said, you know, nothing against A Street, but he was buried. People are driving mm-hmm. by so fast. By the time that they saw it, it was they were past it and then trying to get around traffic. And let's face it, some of their clients are going to be up there in the age and they're going to want to be on a quieter road. And that's exactly what happened. So they were they've increased their business by being off of A Street, which was really great to hear. And you you mentioned that they had made your award and he mm-hmm. wanted to tell you about it. What award was that? So that was the Ambassador of the Year Award. And so the Chamber has, they look at their ambassador group, which is members of the Chamber. So all the, the businesses of the Chamber have the opportunity to bring in a member of that particular business to be represented in the ambassadors. So we go around, we get to greet all the new members for the chamber. We get to talk to all the members of the chamber and then we do all the ribbon cuttings. And then we help out with all the community projects that are going on throughout the city. So our Cranberry Blossom Fest is be coming up. That's put on by the chamber. So we will be out there helping getting that all set up and running the event. A lot of people seem to think that real estate or realtors are salespeople. And they're just salesmen and that's it. But really, we want to be a connection in the community because everyone in the community is is really connected together, bonded together, and they know everybody. So if someone wants to list a house with us, they'll have you as a connection to the community. You're out in the community talking to people and say, hey, I listed this beautiful house over on 2nd Avenue. It's great. It was built in the 1920s and has a whole lot of character. It's like it was really a, a great house to be in. And it's cool that this area has these neat houses. The person you're talking to, hopefully, then will go, she knows about houses in the area. And hey, I might know someone myself who's looking at a house that they would love to have and built in the 1920s with a little bit of character. Let me get in contact with Carrie. So it's building connections that's really old school, but those things work. They've always worked. And you're just melding right into it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Now, not just uh, volunteering with the chamber, you're also volunteering with another group, uh, Thursday mornings. My Thursday morning, my Sunrise Rotary group. So this is just very exciting that um, it's a new group that I just started working with and uh, come a couple, not this coming up year, but in 2020, I'll be their new president. So I'll be able to get to lead everyone. I'm not sure what the job really all entails. I just accepted this position a week ago. Fantastic. President so, of Sunrise Rotary in, yep. a, in a little bit. So in president a little bit. elect. Yeah, president elect. So um, so new changes will be coming there. And just again, 
another great group of people that do a lot for the community. And I'm not even sure how much the community even knows that this is Sunrise Rotary that's that's doing this. I was going to say, because there are two Rotarian groups that I know there's a Monday afternoon meeting. We have the Noon, noon Rotary, Rotary, and then we have the Sunrise Sorry. Rotary. And they, they tend, I, I know that the Noon Rotary is a little bit higher in membership. They do a little bit more activities that are, um, I see them like once or twice a year doing a big activity. But I don't see a lot of the Sunrise Rotary being hugely uh, blasted in front of the community. No, we do a lot. Like I said, I, I'm kind of new to this. So I'm not exactly, we do a lot of things. So we're doing a fundraiser mm-hmm. in July. And it's going to be, it's going to be with the rafters. So we're going to be doing this fundraiser. And what we do is we raise money for outreach. So we'd be looking at two charities. One of them is going to be the Alex Dove Foundation. And the other one, I cannot remember which one it was, but it will be based off of who wins the baseball game. Okay. So we'll be doing this fundraiser and whoever wins the baseball game, that's the charity that that wins. So we'll be donating all this money to these two charities. And um, so we we do that. So we we do a lot of fundraising. We do a lot of fundraising for other countries. So it's a worldwide organization. So it's not just local stuff we do, but it's also worldwide. So we um, work on putting in a well over, I believe it was in Africa. Can't remember where, but uh, we put in, in a well for a community so that way they have safe drinking water. We do a lot of education stuff for families, again, in in the third world world countries that that are here so we do a lot of worldwide work Mm -hmm. along with you know stuff here in the wisconsin rapids area and that's a great connection that the rotary groups do these worldwide endeavors and it's also kind of correlative that coldwell banker is an international company as well an international franchise so i I love that we can expand and help people across the world in in both ways it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool and it is I know JR and John Sr. over in our firm um, do a lot with the Rotary groups as well. Yes. So they're really proud of you. They are. They're very pleased. And it's good to see. I know your Rotary group is another very um, interactive community type of group. And they have um, each week as your meetings, they have people come in and do presentations so that they can keep on track of what's in the community and really deep dive into certain aspects. And I believe you gave a speech a few years or a few weeks ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I talked with the Rotary Group about the market and where it is. And everyone kept hearing, well, you know, we're low on inventory, we're low on inventory. They didn't know exactly what that meant until I put the numbers up on the board. And so, okay, we're going to talk about these these numbers. This is what this number means. This is why we're in these situations. And it made a lot of people just kind of sit up of, oh, wow. I thought there would have been more where there there should be, but there's not. So um, it was just kind of nice to be able to talk with the group and just have a nice open discussion of, you know, what I think my grandma's getting close to that age, but we're not sure if we should or should not put her in a home. Well, let's start. We can look at listing in the house. You know, we can help you make some of those decisions. Right. We can start the process slow or, you know, some people deep dive right into it and just throw us the keys and say, list the house and they're good. But some people need to take some time with it. 
Right. Um, that's a beautiful thing. When I was looking at getting into this real estate profession with you and saw that you were so passionate about not being the pushy salesman, people do things on their own time. And I, I love that you allow them to take their time. And if we list the house in a week, it'll still get listed. We can still get it out there on the selling market. But it's okay if it if, if you it, want to sign on Monday. It, if it takes you a year to decide, I'll be standing next to you that whole entire year cheering you on and just helping you through. If that, whatever that takes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, to me, it's not the the bottom line of, you know, I need you to sign so I can move on to the next family. I need you to sign to move on to the next family. I want to make sure that you understand that we are going to be there for you for that long haul. When you have questions, you, you know you can pick up the phone and you can call and I'll answer the phone and we'll be there for you. If that means we have to come over to the house and sit down and talk about something to help help work you through it, that's what we'll be there. We're, we're your coach in the in the corner cheering you on. We're the cheerleaders. We are. I always joke and say that we're the marathon runners, even though we both don't run. But no, but in business, we seem to be in business. We seem to be. But we take our time. And I mm-hmm. think that's the the key thing is we take our time and we make sure that everything is right. All the details are there that we're not just rushing you through. And at the end of the day, you feel like you've been rushed through. At the end of the day, you, I want you to feel like we were there with you. Right. Coaching you through, you know, being that coach in your corner. Um and we know that our, our commissions are not the cheapest in the area, and we can't talk about commissions exactly, but sometimes we feel like you get what you pay for, and we want to promote quality over quantity. And mm-hmm. this is the biggest investment most people have in their lives, or if they're doing this as an investment property, it's one of the biggest literal investments that they have for their business aspect of getting an investment property, getting a rental, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Or emotionally, one of the biggest investments that they're doing as well. It's not just financial. Right. And that's even, that that's the hardest thing to to help families walk through. You know, the the emotional attachment. This was grandma's house. This is what we, we did at grandma's house. Now grandma sold her house and now she's living in an apartment and it's not the same. She's in a two-bedroom apartment. We can't ro- roast marshmallows anymore because there's no fireplace to do it. Mm-hmm. You just, helping the families through those emotional times is is always a, the hardest of it but it's then trying to help plant the seeds of okay we may not be able to do this but look at what we can do we can do the following things and we can make new traditions at grandma's new place exactly and getting them to see that and you're like oh yeah that's right we do have this aspect of this this place that we're at now so it's just kind of helping you see through and and seeing the little the little little ray of sunshine and kind of getting the family around it. For those times where the parents are are well on an age, maybe dad died recently, mom's ninety something years old, and she is in assisted living, and now the kids are responsible for the house, and they don't live here. <clears throat> so what are they going to do with this house that's kind of vacant, has all the stuff in it, and all the memories attached to it? You know, that can be a lengthy process too. Just emotionally getting through that and, and working toward releasing that burden from, from the children, um, the adult children who are now, you know, in yeah. their 50s too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize that's kind of a, I don't think I'm that old 
but yet I'm having to deal with something that my children are going to have to deal with too, and I'm going to be there eventually. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of psychological stuff that goes with this. There is. And that's a big demographic here in this area. Um, We were a baby boomer area. Um, The paper mill was really productive, and now they're moving on and changing, and a new age of demographic is coming in. So that's exciting too. And then working with the buyers is another phenomenal part of it. We see all these new and excited buyers come in. Uh, I know the millennial generation, they keep saying, is really coming in. So people in their 20s and 30s are, are really looking to own homes and get that American dream. It's pretty fun. It is. And they're a fun group. They're a very energetic group that that we get to work with. So they're always, okay, so how can we do this? You know. What what's my next step? You know, they're just eager to get that next step, that next item in. And, you know, they'll stop and they'll have to take a, a step back and go, okay, so is this the place for me? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, can I, can I still see myself here in, in five years? You know, am I going to have a dog? Am I going to have a cat? Planting some of those seeds, of, okay, what do you expect? What are you going to be looking for in this house? Because if they're looking to have a dog, and there's no fenced in backyard. Okay, well, that's an expense that we need to start to think about. Or do we need to find a house with one, right. with a fenced in backyard? So just kind of helping them make and kind of be able to see past, you know, one year or two years. And I think that's one of the great things you connect with, with the younger generational buyers, is that they might need some more education. They might need some more knowledge base to glean upon and you can break out your mother hat and be that respected mother person that parental guidance you know and then we can coach them along into what might fit them best because one of the things that we hate to see again quality over quantity one of the things we hate is that you just want to sign a contract to get someone into a house and they're selling it in a couple months because it wasn't the right fit for them I know the market's fast, the market's going to be hot, um, but taking just a moment and really having all those questions sort of pre-dropped uh, in their, their heads about these other little things, the part of life that they might not have considered, really makes that process faster now because you've done it on the front end. Mm-hmm. We've got the expectations, what the buyer needs, what they want, what their lifestyle is going to be, at least a glimmer of it. So we can really you know, get them fit into a decent house for them. Yeah. Yep. It's just a matter of, you know, asking a lot of questions and seeing what their answers are. So now we did do some, um, we, we, we went on tour on Wednesday. Yes, we did. We and went on tour. You saw a house that happened to be on 2nd Avenue. Was it it is. 942nd Avenue here in Rapids. 942nd Avenue. And it was built in the 20s and was added on to a few um, probably about eight or 10 years ago, I believe. And the garage was installed and it's a detached garage, but it's quite big. And the kitchen was expanded. And these buyers are really excited to move to their next house. They are. They've seen their dream home. They want to get to it, but first they have to sell their house. Right. We do have an accepted offer on their dream home. So we need to sell their house. So we we went to see our new listing, like you said, over on 2nd Avenue, 942 2nd Avenue. And it is a three-story. I would really want to say that was a originally in a Victorian home. It looks it that has style. The, it mm-hmm. has the high ceilings, 
But throughout the the years of making changes at doing the additions, um, different homeowners, they've taken some stuff out. They've added some things. But right now we've been kind of calling it the old Victorian beach house because the color schemes inside just kind of have that nice beachy, relaxed, calm feel to it. The current owner likes everything bright and white. Yes. um, But it's not sterile. No. She does have some uh, accent colors in there, and it is that that really light, beachy, um, uh, blue, blue teal. Yeah, it's a blue teal. It's a pastel. Yeah, it's a pastel. It's really, it's a nice, beautiful color. So it's definitely one that you want to see in person. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I want to say in two weeks is when we're going to be having the open house. Open house house for it, sure. Yep. And I, I like the history of the place as well. Evidently, it was originally, um, an attorney's house. And so he had his personal office in the front of the house with uh, dual access doors. So you open up the door to the foyer, there was an access to the left for the house and access to the right into his office space. Mm-hmm. So these current owners said that was really not functional. And they opened up the wall in between that office space and the rest of the house. It, it was gorgeously done. Um, they did it in brickwork, and now it's painted. Mm-hmm. And you really couldn't tell unless I told you that it, it was not there originally. Um, the floors are all hardwood floors. Hardwood floors throughout. Throughout mm-hmm. the house. So on the main floor, um, the current homeowner painted them. She just didn't think that she could refinish them. So the easiest thing for her to do was to paint it. But it's something that is a trend that is happening. And it of, turned out very yeah. well. Yeah. So. If we didn't tell you that they were hardwood floors, I mean, you would look at it and just go, okay, well, there's, it looks like it's, like it's a vinyl flooring, but it's actually the hardwood floors. So it's original hardwood floors, painted floors, and very nice. I mean, you got the, each level of the house. So the first floor and the second floor have a full bathroom on it. Mm -hmm. And then the third floor is really the attic. It's the attic space that's finished off. So there's no heat up there, but if you had like a small space heater, you could, you could keep the place a little bit warm, but from what we could tell, we couldn't find any heat ducts. So, but it is finished off, which looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And um, the first floor, you have a dining room. And now that they open up the wall into what was the office, that space is now a nice sitting room, conversation area. Mm-hmm. Uh, first floor master suite. Suite, exactly. So it does have the huge, huge bathroom, full bathroom. It does. And then kitchen as well. I believe off the back of the kitchen is where the laundry room is and utility areas. Yes. Okay. And second floor has another kitchenette, which is actually kind of nice. It is. And three bedrooms and a full bath. Yes. And then off the two bedrooms, so off the kitchenette and the other bedroom, Mm -hmm. there is that big sun porch that overlooks the big wooded city lot. So that was, it's very pretty up there. Very peaceful. It is. I don't know if at any time that was like a, uh, what, what do I want to say, like a duplex sort of offering. I don't think it was. I don't know. But it's a functional space. Even if, you know, you have the adult children up in the second level and they want to make some coffee in the morning, the kitchenette is right there and it's a perfect space just to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a must-see type property. It is very much a must-see. So, so if you want to come see it, just give me a call at 715-323-2577, and we can set up that join for you. And, um, yeah, it's a must-see. So in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing the open house. We'll have it posted on Facebook of when that open house is. Mm-hmm. And speaking of open houses, tomorrow's 
Saturday the 13th of April, and you've got a couple open houses. I do. I'm going to be over on 80th Street. So it's the three-bedroom, two-full-bath home over by Lake Wazicha. Huge basement. Huge basement. Huge lot. Yes. It's good. It's gorgeous. Three-quarters of an acre. It's a very, very beautiful home. So I'll be over there from 1230 until 2. And then you're over on 17th Street. Yep. I'll be over on 17th Street from 3 until 4. Mm-hmm. So. 17th Street house is a great starter home or someone looking to downsize. It's very budget friendly. And it does have the garage, which is, uh, I believe, two-stall garage. It's Too quite a big garage. Deep, deep garage. And then it's got the bonus shed mm-hmm. out back too. So yes, a definite must must come and see. Fantastic. So there's a lot of stuff going around in the community as well, but your open houses are going to outshine all that. Yes, they are. So how can they get a hold of you? They can give me a call at 715-323-2577. I am very text friendly. So if you need to send a text and that's the best way for you, just go ahead and send me a text or you can get a hold of me on the Facebook or you can come over to the office. There you go. We're a little bit of every place. Yes, we are. But definitely the phone number and the texting is probably the easiest, fastest way as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, make sure to follow us on all forms of social media. We're, we're happy and we're out there. And uh, we'll see you guys around. All right. You guys have a great Central Wisconsin day. Bye-bye.